Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing daughter, Jaina Pittman. We are a mom and teen duo, and our mission is to empower others in faith to help them break free from the stress of everyday life. By sharing our experience, we hope to inspire you to find joy, peace, and connection in the craziness of the world around us. Every other week, we'll share the secrets of a resilient heart, and you'll learn how to nurture a strong mind, body, and soul while taking advantage of the divine power of prayer. We're so excited to share this space with all the beautiful souls who are listening today. Welcome, beautiful listeners. We're so excited that you're here. Jaina and I are with you today. Yes, this topic is so exciting. I'm so excited to get right into it. Yes, and today's topic is we are talking about one of the biggest questions I think I have had Mm -hmm. uh, about Christianity. Um, And I don't know, what about you? I think it's a really big question too. I mean, I think that it's it's easy to it's not easy to ponder but it's definitely something that my mind has come across a lot just because of people in this world and questions that they've asked it makes me wonder too even though like I have strong faith but you know it's never wrong to ask questions right that's exactly right I think people get afraid to ask questions particularly when it comes to what we believe especially when it comes to God in a way I think um in the past that questions were not welcome yeah it's like you don't want to question God or yeah just just believe it but Mm -hmm. as my faith grows actually I think one finds maybe they have even more questions and so I I, I honestly, you know, it's, it's like, why, God, why? Why did Jesus come to this earth? Why yeah, did he do like it? What was the purpose? I, I just want to understand. And the interesting thing is when I bring these questions to God, I often get answers. Mm-hmm. And so that is really amazing to me. And so today we're going to not really get too technical, I don't think, but we're just going to look at some practical reasons as to why Jesus came to earth. I mean, if you really just look at kind of the facts of what's portrayed, and really, I think some of the things are kind of mind-blowing. I think they are. And like, we're taking these directly from the Bible and what God has said to us. Right. And And we've definitely been praying about this too, I think that... Right. And so we're just really looking at it kind of in layman's term and your average everyday terms. But even when you do that, there's some phenomenal stuff in there. Yeah. It can still seem sophisticated or right, like a big concept. Right. And so right now we're recording this in the month of December, which is my favorite month. It's also my favorite All month. All the 12 too. months because I love Christmas. And everything about it, uh, the lights, we bake lots of cookies. We just baked a fresh batch of sugar cookies before the Christmas we... Christmas music. <laughs> Christmas music. Yeah, before we just came up to record this podcast. I love I love buying presents and giving presents. Yes. The pine tree. Oh, that's the so snow, amazing. which we don't have right now. But God, send us snow. Please send us snow. Yes. But... We'd be so happy if he sent us snow. And the lights. Yes. The lights, I think, is my favorite. And I love the symbolism mm-hmm. that 
Jesus is the light of the world. Yeah. And I love as we go from fall, we're up north here in Minnesota, USA. And so as fall comes, we have a time change here and it gets like super dark at like 4.35. Yeah, it's really weird, but I kind of like it. I, well, it's snuggly and warm. It and is. With uh, Christmas, it, like when it gets dark, I know Christmas is coming. And so we have the house just decorated and christmas trees and lights and it's so cozy and it's so comforting and ultimately i love christmas because it has a significant meaning yeah it's not just oh it's like a good time of year because like we get presents yay i mean that's kind of a a common thing and i do love to get presents and so it's nice to be able to i like to shop for people all year and i have my presents already wrapped by the first of december and underneath the tree so uh, I'm eager to celebrate, but really it is the deeper meaning of hope, the deeper meaning of peace, the yes. deeper meaning of joy. Jesus is the reason for the season. That underlines really all that I do. Yeah. So, but we love to embrace that. But no matter when you're listening to this podcast, it doesn't really matter if this yeah. is June, I mean, you July. could still have these questions or this one question. This one question is like, why did he come? It's yeah. like, we have this holiday that celebrates the birth of Jesus. Um, but why did he come here? And so we're just going to dig into that a little bit today. For us, looking at this has just brought us maybe even a little more awe, I think, for the season. For yeah, me. for sure. I don't know for you. I mean, this is definitely eye-opening, like kind of doing a little bit of research for this podcast. Yeah, so I'll start, and I'm going to read a verse from the Bible. I'm going to read Luke. I'm going to read Luke 5. And this is just summing up Jesus' birth in, like, one line. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's kind of meant to, like, show the significance that he was, of how he was brought into the world. And we'll get into that, but yeah. Right. Okay, so Luke 5 says, He went to be registered with Mary, and they're talking about Joseph right there, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. This story is kind of a mundane story in a way. It's kind of a sad story. They have no place to go they're in this crowded city Uh, this woman is about ready to give birth luckily thank god seriously yes (laughs) that they had some shelter and they were giving they were allowed to go into a stable yeah so that she could give birth to a baby and they laid him in a manger where the animals feed yeah what kind of story is that it's it's kind of crazy but what we're talking about the significance of this is this this is the king of the world this is the creator of all creation this is the authoritative figure this is the biggest king of kings in any explanation you can find yet there was no place for him. And so when you think about it, this just didn't happen. It's not like God decided, you know what? Oh, I'm going to go to earth. I'm going to, you know, create this child. It's like, oops, I made a mistake. There's no place for me to be born. Yeah. I mean, I think it represents 
Jesus's humbleness, God's humbleness, and that he doesn't need to be flashy. I mean, when you think of a king, what do you think of? Robes and jewels and money and authority and oppression. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much true. (laughs) But you think of, like, you know, a royal birth is very, like, extravagant. Everyone knows about it. It's... It's like the event of the century. Well, that is a very good point right there, too, right? Everybody knows about it. So not only do we have he is barely had a shelter to be born in. He's laying in hay and wrapped wrapped in who knows what swaddling material that they were able to find. Probably they took off some of their clothes, I would imagine, maybe, and wrapped it around the baby. But nobody really knew he was born outside of... Like, the angels. And the wise men knew, too, but I'm sure, like, they got... Yeah, I mean, it was all God-informed, select few, and Mm -hmm. sent his angels, so he came in this glory, but it wasn't, like, a grand announcement. Yeah. It wasn't like, huh, here's here's the the son of God, here. (laughs) It was was very quiet, it was very subtle. It was quiet and subtle, except for the, you know, the shepherds on the hill and the people clustered around that area. Now, it's not that this wasn't predicted and it wasn't talked about, because it was. But it wasn't like this huge celebration where all the land was called to witness and they brought out all the riches and they you know had a huge banquet and it was like rejoice you know this is how you would think the king of kings would enter into the world this magnificent yeah baby who is god but he came quietly in the night in a stable and so what does that mean? What does that mean to you? What does that say? About- I mean, like I was saying, it shows God's humbleness. He wasn't, he didn't need to be grand. I think it also represents the way that God communicates with us. He's not like up in our face. I mean, sometimes he's on the head. Sometimes he is, but he's more subtle. Subtle, yeah. He's it's subtle. quieter. He, he likes to just come in and... But we need to be willing to listen, too, at the same time. And, you know, there was the people that listened to the angels. And there uh, there, there was people that, that came to Jesus and witnessed it. And they were in awe. But, you know, they had to be open to listening to him and believing that he was the Son of God. Yeah, and I love the way that you say that and that he is subtle. Because you're absolutely right. We And when you're talking, it's like... You have to be listening to Jesus, he and God, um, to follow his way and his direction throughout life. It's not like beacon red flashing lights and golds and jewels and trumpets being, you know, blown in my ear saying, this is what God wants you to do. Yeah. I mean, like, that'd be really, really convenient for us. (laughs) Yeah, especially in the distraction of society today. It's like, dear God, scream in our ear. That's what I think. Um, Even I myself sometimes, in fact, even in my prayer journal last night, it's like, God, tell me what to do. Just tell me. But um, he didn't, he doesn't come that way and he didn't come in this way. And so then it makes us think, well, then what we are taught here on earth as humans about kings and rulers is that they have ultimate authority. They get to tell you what to do, and they have all the riches in the world. 
They have all the money. They have all the gold. They have all the extravagance. Yeah. And that is how we see royalty. That is how we see authority. And like, yeah. That is how we see power. And so think about this. Jesus came in the complete opposite fashion. He kind of took, he just blew everything out of the water. Like this is like the first thing that set him apart was, yes, he is the king of kings, but he didn't come in a grand extravagant way. You're right, and I love it. He blew it out of the water. He blew the king, the king, the ruler out of the water, the definition of what that is. Yeah. Boom. It's gone. It's erased. Mm -hmm. It's nothing like what we've been taught and brought up to believe. Yeah. And so that right there in and of itself is an immense lesson just by its birth that teaches us who we should be, who we should follow, and where we find truth. Yeah. We don't have to have big grand things or be big grand people. It's about, you know, just being humble and being in the present moment with the people where, where you're there, being with the people who are in your life. Right. To those that you take care of, those that you serve, those that you love. Yeah. Um, so that, that is this message, this, this and of his birth. It's like no king, no ruler comes into a land this way to serve his people. Yeah. In that fashion. So this is a wow moment and this very birth is very significant in the way that he entered the world. It's really, you don't want to lose this fact of how he came. It's a huge lesson in where we find truth Mm -hmm. in God, that he is not all about creating a show, creating extravagance, living in the material. It's all about just being in the present moment. And so that's a huge lesson um, at his birth. And that is kind of our number one awe and amazement that we kind of dug into it's like wow when you really think about it this is a huge lesson in life for us it's like what are we really focused on are we focused on the grand are we focusing on impressiveness um do we are what how do we interact with the authoritative figures how are the authoritative figures are they full of truth and wisdom or oppression and fear. It just, it gives a lot of different guides when you look into how Jesus came into the world for our own life. I mean, I would say that he came down to show us humbleness and that life isn't about have, collecting material things or... Or collecting power. Yeah. And or using it to... Abuse. Control others. Yeah. Yes, so that is that is number one. That is our first kind of wow factor. Maybe we'll call it the wow factors of why Jesus came. Now, moving on to number two, we have another Bible verse, and Gina's going to read that one. So the second Bible verse that we have is Matthew 9.13. It says, But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but the sinners. Wow. Which I think this leads like really nicely into the first, or from the first one, because he, he desires mercy for us. He's not like other kings where it's like, 
oh, you don't believe in my power, off with your head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, pretty vicious, right? Like, it's like, do what I say. Like, uh, so why Jesus came to earth, it's kind of a rescue mission. He came to save us. He wants not to hang out with the righteous. So the righteous are already people who are following him and on the right path. Yes. Jesus loved being with people who opposed him. Right. He loved to be with people who were sinners. Sinners in our life right now, if you look at the people he engaged with, they are sinners. They are doing very bad things, right? So it's not that he came to surround himself with all these righteous, good people full of wisdom and he could, again, place himself high up in a palace like kings and authoritative figures. They surround themselves with all these other authoritative figures. That's very true. Other people who have lots of money, all these other people who have extravagance, lots of power, power, and they try to set themselves apart from the sinners, apart from the lowly, apart from the peasants. Yes. Apart from the poor. Yes. But God, or Jesus, just came in. He dived right in. He was there. He was in the center of all of like the badness people would consider it to be right and just think about he is the greatest superhero that ever walked on this planet in my eyes yes for sure and he did it in peace it's not like all these superhero movies that we're inundated with where there's fighting and war and all this violence it's like jesus did none of that yet created an immense following he brought people to find joy he brought people to find love. He, he taught people how to serve each other in a way that lifted, lifted them up and made them feel better about themselves so that they could go on and serve others so that you could create a community that um, could rejoice. Yeah. It wasn't about, like, controlling people. It was trying to bring people together and understanding that even though the world is in a pretty hectic place and the world's always going to be in a hectic place, that there can be peace with him and through loving others and serving others. And he just walked this earth with such grace. And even though he he has the most authority in the entire universe and beyond, he just, he didn't overpower people. He wasn't like this. A bully. Yeah, he wasn't a bully. He wasn't, like, narcissistic about it. He was just, he was kind. He was just perfect in all of his ways. Yes. I mean, even when we were talking, you were talking about how he came in this world with so much grace. I got chills. I mean, almost, it it is just amazing when you think about who he really was. He didn't coerce anybody into doing anything. Yeah, no, he wasn't like, you have to believe in me or whatever. And that's, and if you go back to our free will one, we talk about more about free will and that, but he he was just kind to everybody, no matter their race, sex, like he just loved everybody, no matter their background or what they were going through. It was just, he just was there for everybody and wanted to serve everybody and didn't really care. He just loved. Right, he served the murderers, he served the thieves, he served um, the people. The evil tax collectors. <laughs> who were stealing things from people. He served the prostitutes. He served everyone. Yeah. And he sat with them. Mm-hmm. He ate with them. 
Now, his message, he did have a pretty clear message. His message yeah. was one of love. His message was one of repentance. His message was, was one that said God is preparing a place for us all. Yeah. And he wanted us to know that we're more than this physical world, yeah. that we have a place with God up in the heavens, yeah. that our spirit is what really matters the most, that is a piece of God. We're made in the image of God. He had a strong and powerful message. Yeah, and like we're like you were saying before, I think we're talking about this. Even though God was hanging out with people that the normal society would consider like outcasts or people that right. were doing evil or like they were just too bad to hang out with, God never lowered their, never lowered his expectations or standards to meet like their their spiritualness or whatever. He always just he loved God and he was gonna he just was there. He didn't lower any expectations, but and I'm not I'm not going to lower it just because other people think that you're not capable. Right. Everybody um, has their own free will, and so many people had changed in the Bible. And so, and it was funny, well, maybe not funny, not coincidental, but I think God was sending a, a little message in the devotions that we read today. We love uh, Jesus Calling by Sarah Young. And today's reading in there was focused on, you know, and I'll I'll just read a little line from it um, because it's amazing. Sarah Young, we love you. Your words are so powerful in your devotion books. They have really changed our lives. But uh, so I'm reading for December 4th, and it says, Marvel at the wonder of being able to commune with the king of the universe. Yeah, I mean. How fitting is that? The king, no king on this world in this world you're going to have access to not no you're not going to not like you, you have to like I you won't get it you you, yeah you won't you, get you it don't you don't you don't um anytime any place you have the ability to communicate with the king yeah. of the universe the king of the world god it's like never take this amazing privilege for granted and we do all the time because i think it's so big and so hard to comprehend because we've been so trained in society. I mean, authority figures, even when you're working at a company, how many people really have access to the boss? Yeah, the boss is the important one, making all the decisions, kind of controlling everything, coming down from the top. They oftentimes don't really mingle with the lowly people. Yeah, They have their key executives that they surround themselves with, yeah. and it goes out through that. They don't have time to worry about everybody else in the company. They send yeah. other people to do it. But God is, he's there for everybody at all times. And that's incredible. You don't, you're not, you're never, ever, ever, ever going to have a king like that. Ever. No. And so God came to, as a rescue mission, really. Yeah. To. To call to the sinners. To, to be there for everybody. To be those, especially those who are hurting deeply. Yeah. And don't feel loved. Mm-hmm. And have gone to other ways to try to survive in this world. So that is our wow moment of number two, yeah. really, that we get to commune with the king of kings, the king yeah. of the universe. And, and, he, and that he came. And that he, he, he came here. Well, he just surrounded himself with everybody. It doesn't matter who you were. It was just Jesus was like, yep, you're a human being. I love you. <laughs> yeah, and you don't really get that any other place in Not this really. world. You can't. It's kind of hard to find a family sometimes, too. Families aren't necessarily set up with that unconditional love. It's like yeah. you screw up in a family. It's like... You're not talked to. You're out of there. You're out of the inherent inheritance. Yeah. So there's no guarantee, um, and life is not set up like that. Yeah. So that is kind of a mind-blowing 
but Jesus will always love unconditionally and that's where you can find unconditional love right and so then I am going to read number three yes. and I'm going to mark mark says for the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many I really, really like this one. Whoa, ho, 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 ho. We have a king of kings. Not only do we have a king that's born humbly and will, like, be with everybody, but now he is doing, he is doing what most kings are receiving. He is serving. He is just on fire. He's just out there being like, you get loved, you get loved, you get served, you get served. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, bring the children to me. Um, yeah. Another famous Bible story he where God says, children. bring the children to me. Because here he is the teacher. Here he has crowds and crowds of people. I'm yeah. sure he was tired. And the apostles were only trying to do what they, they thought they, society would mm-hmm. like. And taking care of Jesus, right? Let's yeah. take care of Jesus. Yeah. And the children just leave him alone. He's had a long day. And Jesus is like, let the children come unto me. They will inherit the kingdom so it's you you don't see kings doing this kings aren't here to serve the people kings yeah. have servants yeah um, they have servants <laughs> they have they, the maid the butler the people that bring them and dress them and do every little thing for them right people with authority and money have servants of yes. all sorts of all sorts so um, this, if you can really wrap your mind around this, that, okay, this king came and was born in a stable. He hangs out with the sinners and now he's serving his people and he's serving what? the sinners. He's working with them. Yeah. Um, he's going to the sick and he's healing them. Yeah. Which people, most people would be like, ew, like they're mm. sick. Like, the lepers? Get away from me. Like, yeah. get away from the lepers. Nobody's going to go near them. And here he He's goes like, and he heals the yeah. lepers. He goes among them. He teaches us through the Good Samaritan story to not turn the other cheek, to not be afraid, even if they're not a part of your clan, your people. If someone is hurting, left in a ditch like the Good yeah. Samaritan, um, even a rabbi, I believe, walked by the person dying in the ditch that we are to go to people serve them it does not matter who they are if they're from our country yeah. um, if they're from our town if they're part of our family go and help them serve them help to heal them yeah this is the king of kings and this is not in any way shape or form that the kings we've seen in history yeah the kings and authoritative figures that we read about mm-hmm. and even what we see in modern day uh, it is not really about helping the poor people. Yeah. It is controlling. So he's kind of defying all odds in the definition of what a king is. They actually come and serve others. And one of Jesus' most famous quotes is uh, to serve your neighbor or to love your neighbor as yourself, which is yeah. to basically serve your neighbor um, when you love someone, you're yeah. actually serving them and taking care of them and mm-hmm. loving them. So this is an incredible wow factor of Jesus coming to this earth. Yeah. God came down to actually serve and be with his people, the ones who were hurting. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, from a young age, I I loved 
being around people, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And when I got the opportunity to volunteer, I just really wanted to dive into it. And I know mom's been doing really nice things for everyone. Oh, so <laughs> for we went so long. Right. So looking at serving. So when you so when we're talking about serving and this is just um it's so easy to serve people, actually. It and is. The way it that can be God the smallest talking. things. It can be the smallest things. And the people things. closest to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be like, okay, flying across the world. Like, that is amazing, and I really hope I get to do that one day. Yes. Yeah, but, like, like, starting in your community or even in your family is just a really great way to, to show God's love and to be like Jesus. Yes. Um, in the most simplest ways, I think one of the most powerful experiences that I have had was... Um, Back when my husband and I moved, your dad and I <laughs> moved into our first house, and we lived by a next door lady who well, she might be might have been in her seventies, so she was pretty old and lived by herself. And I love to go over there <laughs> and visit her and bring her home baked treats, and we would just talk and talk about anything and everything, and I would learn about her life, and it was amazing, and it was so funny because my visits were so important to her. It's like when I would knock on the door when she's be in the middle of this big cleaning project, Cheetos are all over her face. And it's just like, Oh, come on in. I was like, am I interrupting? Oh no. She dropped everything. It's like, no, 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 no. She dropped everything. Just come sit down. Let's talk. Um, that is like the simplest fashion of serving. And it was amazing. I love, I got more out of that probably serving her. And I know that she adored it. And, um, and it, and it just comes around, and I know it goes on to a silly little story we had about leaves when I looked out, out of the window, and I saw leaves, and I said to your dad, it's like, oh my gosh, look at the wind blew our leaves into a perfect pile. Well, that maybe was kind of a dumb thought on my part. My husband fell for it, though. Your dad fell for it. I was like, yeah. And then I was talking to the neighbor lady the other day, or later, and um, not the other day, because this was a while ago, but she's like, yeah, I raked all your leaves for you and put them in a pile. And it was, like, such a beautiful service of her helping us out as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like I bring these baked goods over there. You just create this camaraderie where you just help people. It's interesting how I kind of resisted that help at first. But that's a a problem, whatever, um, uh, mine. But, yeah, so it was like, thank you, thank you so much. It was amazing that this seven-year-old lady is out raking our leaves in our yard into a pile for us, um, which we were, like, in our 20s or something then. But that's the beauty of serving others. Yeah. It goes around and it keeps continuing and, and beautiful things come out of it. For sure. And so you have a story. Yeah. Well, at the beginning of uh, beginning of COVID, well, kind of last year, junior year, I my friend just texted me and was like, hey, want to start like a baking club? And at first it was just going to be like a club where a whole bunch of people from our school get together and we bake and stuff and like eat it. But then like I don't know the signups were kind of on and off and so I was I think it was your idea you're like wait what if you like started a thing and you donated right purpose give it purpose yeah make it a service instead yeah really needs instead of like oh like just eating it yourself yeah we bake all the time exactly so we my friend and I just just us uh we kind of dropped the whole club thing we donated, we now donate cupcakes and homemade cards that were made from people and students in our community. And we donate them to residence homes. 
and it's just been like super super cool i remember one residence home gave us a card and they were just super super appreciative of what we had done and it's just it was super cool because the first time we did it the lady was so excited she was like oh like this is so sweet and it was just super fun and i know that during covid it was like a really hard time for the residents not being able to see family and right. being more isolated so i just really hope that it brought them joy right so it's just simple little things that don't need to even take that much out of our time i mean this is really what I think Jesus was trying to teach us. Yeah. To love one another. It's really just open your hearts and love one another. Yeah. It's not argument. It's not who's right or wrong. Uh, the Bible and Jesus' teaching are all about not judging people. Yeah, for sure. And where do you see that um, nowadays? Uh, it is, it's, it's mind-blowing. It, yeah. It breaks all the material world's rules and how the hierarchy of um, authoritative figures and kings and rulers are. So it brings wisdom and truth and peace and love. Yeah. That is the direction that I want to follow. Yeah. And another example, well, my dad, he, one, one winter, he was just he was, he was so blowing. He was doing, I'll admit, he was doing some brain training there that was giving him lots of energy. He okay. was so focused. And it was like, I'll get a little plug for brain training. Um, but it did give him lots of energy. Yeah. And so he was snow blowing ours, and then he snow blowed like three other people's. Mind you, driveways. he doesn't like to snow yeah. blow. He, he doesn't. No. And it's not like a tickle thing he does. And he just but did it was, three other people's. It was, it was Christmas like, season. Whoa. Yeah, it was during the Christmas, yeah. and we were impressed. It's like, whoa, he's at the neighbors across the street. And then it's like, whoa, he's at the neighbors next door. <laughs> yeah, it was just really cool. There And there was, like, a neighbor lady whose husband just had, like, a heart attack or something. Yeah, we didn't know about it either. Yeah. No, and she was so worried. She came and knocked on our door, mm-hmm. and she was so worried, she said, because her husband kept saying, I have to get out and snowball. Yeah. I have to get out and snowball. And she's like, you just had a heart attack. You can't you do that. You need to rest. And then their 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 driveway was plowed, Dad and was an it was just like oh, she was just like, oh my goodness, thank you so much, and she told us what she was going through, and yeah, Dad was um, it's just very incredible that how day. God lines these things up and lays these things on people's hearts. So listen to those little inner thoughts that yeah. say, hey, you should do this. How many times do you actually do it when it's to help somebody? Mm-hmm. I get honestly, I get those a lot. I don't follow through a lot. I, I yeah, really it's don't. it's just very like it's almost like you don't want to be noticed. Or, <laughs> yeah, why is being a nice person like a weird thing to energy? I don't right? know. It's, it's so like weird. you got to take a little extra energy and you got to do it and do something out of routine. Yeah. That's usually what it, it definitely is. takes you out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and so that is serving others. Yes, serving Jesus others is our third all about serving well others. Factor. The king of the world, serving others, serving yes. the hurting, serving the poor serving those in need um with love right yeah with love and sincerity and generosity he was not about like doing serving just so it like looked good it was it was genuinely from his heart and he genuinely wanted to do it because he loved people right and so that that's a wow factor yeah um really and it's what the world really needs all these things it is what, what the world, world needs, needs right now worlds would be a better place if we followed all these yes 
all of God's principles. Yeah, and what he came to show us. Mm -hmm. So we have our fourth one, and Mm -hmm. this one comes from John. It's John 640, and it says, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. So Jesus came to give us eternal life. Not only was he showing us how to be humble and serve others, but he was, he is the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, I, I, love, I love that, that verse in the Bible. And he is preparing a place for us. He wants us to know that. He wants us to know that what we are suffering or enjoying here yeah. on earth is temporary. Temporary. Yeah. And that... Um, there is a better place. Beauty awaits. Yeah. Right? Joy awaits. Constant joy. It's like we're made in the image of God. It's like we're all over a piece of God. Yeah. But I believe when we leave this earth that we join the whole. We become this immense. Like we just, we get to join <laughs> in heaven in the all of the spiritual being, right? Our spiritual yeah. self is um, whole. I believe we will we be kind of, whole. We break away from this world that is, is, has darkness in it and is imperfect. And we get to be ourselves and we get to be with God. And it's going to be amazing. <laughs> and so, the, so basically, um, Jesus came to give us eternal life. Yeah, it's that he wants us to know there is more than this, this world. Yeah. And that we are more than our physical body. Mm-hmm. Which that, sometimes it gets really easy to focus on just the physical because that's what we can see and that's what our senses can sense. Right. It's all around us. Yeah. And so, and particularly um, in this day and age where there's so much distraction, it's really easy to kind of almost break apart or ignore your inner spirit, your yeah. soul, because you're so caught up and producing, making, and doing, and participating in the physical, that the soul is kind of blocked from your existence. Yeah. You get distracted, and it's like, oh, yeah. I mean, I I definitely fall prey to this all the time, but, you know, mom or situation, and God just reels me back in. I'm like, oh, I totally forgot. I have, (laughs) there's a God in heaven that is just looking down on me right now and he's he has a place prepared for me and that is just the coolest thing to keep remembering well, that is the wow factor right the wow yeah. factor of this that he is the light of the world and so in this season and in the darkness and even as you go even as you go but if um i go i've been seasons of life the dark yeah. seasons of life uh, we've been to some pretty dark places, but when I allow God in, when I seek God, when I thank God, when I praise God, when I ask God for help, it lightens everything. Yeah, it does. Honestly, it, it, the words that they are using, Jesus is the light of the world. He brings light in the darkness. He really does. Yes. You, when you invest your heart and soul in prayer and worship and thankfulness, in the dark spots in your life, he will bring that joy. He will bring that peace. He will bring that light, that lightness to the whole situation. Yeah. It is incredible. And so I love the season and 
uh, it's a good reminder right that we have that eternity waiting for us he is the light of the world and that is amazing that is a wow factor and um, things have been pretty difficult the last year or so it is nice to know that there is a light that we can place our hope in yeah which kind of moves us into our last and final point our last and final point our last wow factor our last thing that we want to focus on as to why jesus it's very christmasy i feel like (laughs) so and it says I am reading John. It's 8:12. Again Jesus spoke to them, saying, "I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life." Wow. And so that is exactly what we talked about and it might yeah. be a good way to end it actually. I mean, this is all it all just connects to each other. I mean, first we have a king that's born incredibly humbly and he's showing us that you don't need to be extravagant. You just you just come and you serve and you're with people that you, you love. You be present. Yeah. You you be present, right? You don't need things. You don't really need anything. He came in with nothing and his family really had nothing. Yeah, no. Joseph and Mary were not rich by any sense. And think. he was yeah, born in a stable. They weren't even yeah. in a house. They didn't have. So that's right. Yeah. The way that he entered, it was just like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and then he came to... He hung out with the sinners. Like he, he chose to do that, and he wasn't afraid to do it. He wasn't afraid to be looked at differently by people because he hung out with these people. Yeah, he hung out with the lowest of the low. Yeah. So he and came to he serve served us. Them. He served them, which is incredible. Like, n- no king is probably going to serve someone who's homeless he, or is a prostitute. He's right among them. Yeah. Right. He was all in it. Working with them. He yeah. wanted to hang out with them. Yeah. He did not hang out with the other Pharisees and the godlike or what would be deemed as righteous people during that era and time. Yeah. And he gave them the opportunity to accept eternity with him. And he came to show us that we have eternity, that there's more beyond this physical world. And that's what his death and resurrection is all about, which we can talk about that in another podcast. (laughs) Um, Because that's the next question I have, but we won't get distracted with that. No. But he was here, right, to show us, to tell us about the eternal life, that this was not the only life that we were living, that there was was more to our physical body. We have a soul, a soul that belongs to God. Yeah. That is made in the image of God. And during his entire time and, like, being born and serving and being with the people on this earth he came to bring a light in the darkness of that of the world and he just reached out to so many people and he changed so many people's lives and he continues to change so many people's lives yeah i would say trillions upon trillions of people have been changed by jesus christ for sure by the lord coming and he has brought light and it's not some magic trick it's not a little puff i mean i think that it's definitely like it's just we are spiritual beings it's a feeling it's a he just comes into people's lives and he changes it and if you look at these teachings and you look at the wow factors even just the ones that we presented there's nothing in history or life that really presents the world this way and no, gives us not at all and gives us practical a practical guide to leading a successful life yeah not at all. um 
and engaging with others and serving others and building up a stronger world world and a stronger community through these principles. Yeah. If you follow these principles, you will have a stronger community, For a sure. stronger family, a stronger self. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no destruction. There's no fear. It's only hope, joy, and peace. Yeah. And you're going to be able to lose that judgment. You're just going to be able to look at people and see them as God's children and love them for who God made them to be. And if they're not doing what you want them to do, it's not your place to judge them, but it is your place to love them. Yes. And that is his teachings all the way through. So that is why he came to earth was to teach us these things. Yes. And be with us. Yeah. Which is incredible because, like like we've talked, kings don't really go out and be with their people. They're just kind of like, they kind of look over everything as a whole. They kind of clump everyone together and like, okay, this is what everyone needs to do. This is what needs to happen. It's not like they go out into the community and they talk to individual people and serve individual people. It's, just, it's like, okay, here's what needs to happen. Everyone's just a collective. It's like a population. Wow, wow, wow. Jesus yeah. is wow. Jesus is wow. He, he's the definition of wow. I thought we should name the podcast. Yeah. Jesus is wow. Jesus is wow. Maybe we'll have one. Jesus is wow. But He is wow. But for now, we are going to sign off, I think. Yeah. So I can close us in prayer. That would be lovely. Awesome. I love your prayers. Someday I will close out in prayer, <laughs> but we'll let you do it today. Okay. Dear Heavenly Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for bringing all of our beautiful listeners here this Amen. this season. And yes. I pray that you are just you just show us and you just remind us that you are Christ. You are the King of Kings, Amen. Lord of Lords. You are the Creator of heaven and earth and the universe and everything that is good. God, you came into this world in the most humble humblest of ways and you are just you blew everything out of the water you are not the definition of what a traditional king is you are just humble you serve you are with people that other people may look down upon that they would not serve that they would not be around but you just dive in and you were with them and you love them which is the most incredible thing god help us to remind us that you love us unconditionally every single day and that even though we have darkness in the world, that you have come and you are the light. And whoever may, and whoever believes in you has eternity in you and they have the light and they have access to communicating with you at all times, which is just Amen. like the most mind-blowing thing ever. Yes, Like yes. we have access to you and that is amazing. God, do not let us forget that. God, you are great and we love you. God bless this holiday season, this Christmas season. And just remind us that you are the light of the world and you stand and will forever stand. You will always be the light and the truth. And the way. And the way. (laughs) Yes. Amen. Amen. And so in this season of light, we sign off in faith and love. Kelly. And Jaina. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.